welcome back to Server Sharp. Uh, this is Jason Gibson, and with me is Randy Haas. Uh, Randy, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so it's just this usual guys again today. Uh, just uh, this is a very uh, good topic that's near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about um, roadmap. Why do we do roadmaps and some basic structure around it? Uh, each of these areas, we can we we will definitely do additional podcasts later on to expand in it. We're just going to kind of do a brief uh, start and conversation about it. <laughs> brief, um, famous last words. Yeah, brief usually doesn't work for us, does it? You, just, <laughs> you start talking, and there you go. So, <laughs> so, so, why roadmap, Randy? Why why do you need that uh, structured roadmap? Well, you know, I, I think that a uh, couple of ways to go about go, getting somewhere. You can uh, be really thorough and planned and make the most of every trip, or you can Clark Griswold it right off of the ramp into the desert. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think, yeah. that, you know. Which is my preference half the time. Yeah, yeah, that's fun, you know. but not necessarily um, profitable. <laughs> right, right. Of so, course, I am talking about my family vacations. Yeah, so. well, yeah, that's, a, that's the way we do it, too. We're, we're definitely, we so much structure in our lives when we're working that when we do the vacation thing, it's always pretty much a, what are we going to do today? It's whatever we feel like doing, and, and there's not much to it, but within certain parameters, you know? Yeah, to, well, to, to be honest, Randy, Randy, with, with six kids, I don't see how you have structure around anything. <laughs> I, just don't. I, 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 there's lots of respect here. Well, even zoos have walls, man. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so basically it's, it, it's to keep us on track, right? It's to keep yeah. us moving in exactly. the right direction. Kind of like this. Podcast. It, what? Kind of like this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah. We're, we got to, we got to try to stay on track, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, stay, on the, stay on the right road. <laughs> but honestly, let's talk about that. Uh, yeah. Staying so, on the right track, staying consistent, right? I think that that's probably one of the number one things um, is that staying consistent. Projects like ServiceNow implementations or, or module implementations or ITSM build outs or anything like that, they tend to take a long time. They're not quick projects. And so, um, you may know the first day that you have the meeting, you may, ha- you may know all the ideas that you have and everything sounds great and everybody agrees and you walk off. But three months later, when you're working through the kinks, do you still know where you're going? Uh, and so I think that that's, that's one of the most important things about why we build roadmaps. Yeah. And I, and I think an understanding the potential pacing, you, you got to understand the people you have, right? How many, what's your resources, what are your resources capable of, and how long you know each one of these things should take mm-hmm. and then then you can make a good roadmap right yeah i mean it's kind of like you know project management 101 you got to have a scope if you're going to have a project and the roadmap's that way it's a scope but a scope with the resources and with the timing and with the benefits and things like that built into it you know, one of the hard things uh, for me is always uh, understanding the institutional knowledge first. I mean, when we go into an organization to try and build the roadmap, we don't have that institutional knowledge. Mm-hmm. So getting that is probably the most um, time-consuming and the most important part of building out a roadmap. Definitely a consideration that anytime you build one that 
you know, a lot of times I know we're tempted to go out and, and Google and say, give me a template for doing this. But the fact is that, you know, every company is different. And so just like every child is different, you have to have a different approach for every child. Every company is different. Every company has a culture and a personality and a pacing and um, a tolerance for change um, every, in a different way of motivating people and different priorities. And so all of those factors need to be taken into account to really make a good quality, useful roadmap. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of times people do a big roadmap and, and they try and shove everything in as quickly as possible um, because it's being created by one of the, the leaders and they say, well, we can surely we can, we can keep push forward and push forward and push forward and get these things done. And they put too much in, in a roadmap and end up, the roadmap ends up failing because they've put too much into short a time frame versus breaking it out over a longer period of time and understanding their resources. Yeah. I think that that is a really kind of almost systemic problem that I've seen in organizations that I've consulted for is the over promise under deliver, um, mentality where employees are constantly feeling like if I say this is going to take six months, then they're going to cut me and and put someone in here. That's going to say it's going to take three months, you know, and there's really, I mean, there's really no value from a management perspective and someone blowing smoke and telling me that we can do it in three months when there's no way in the world we're going to be able to do it in three months, you know? And so I think as leaders, just from a leadership side, we've got to be careful to create a culture where people can say, you know, hit the brakes and let's look at this logically without fearing that there's going to be a repercussion, you know, without saying, Oh, you're just lazy and you don't want to do it or something along those lines, because there needs to be realistic timelines put into place for, for doing these things. And if you try to say, we can do all this in two months, you're right. You burn out people get sick of it and leave the company or, you know, or somebody does get fired and loses their job over it because they've promised something that can't be delivered. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's always better in in my opinion to make sure you understand the pacing of the organization. Mm -hmm. And, And what I mean by that is, you know, there are times that they want to get a lot done in a very quick time. And if you see that, then what you have to do is you have to add resources. You have to add the capabilities, whether it's an external company or what, but you have to be honest about it. You have to be honest when you're building the roadmap to say, here's what we can do with this roadmap in the next six months with the current resources that we have. And then they say, no, we need, we need this, this, and this done in, in the short period of time. And you say, well, okay, so let's have that conversation about, well, that's great. So what, what we're going to need is we're going to need additional resources and those resources are going to cost X amount of dollars. So if you want it done faster, <laughs> then it's going to cost you X amount more dollars. And that's where an external consulting company comes in or, you know, uh, an additional hire or even moving people around in the organization. Um, you know, 
sometimes that works if they're very familiar with with service now and can help with certain things yeah other times it doesn't help at all because they don't have the experience so we got to be careful not just throw bodies at it but throw knowledge at it you know people have to have the knowledge when going in it so yeah that's right and and as you do the roadmap i think that that helps you build kind of these are our key knowledge areas and so i know where i specialize in and where i can use help um and where that a lack of say institutional knowledge is not going to slow you down because if you you know project management it time and time again have proven that if you just throw resources at a software project um then you actually have a tendency to slow the project down because everybody's learning new things and everybody's bringing in new ideas and saying you know what if we did it this way what if we did it this way what if we did it this way when um really what's needed is a steady application of, of expertise rather than, right. you know, and so doing the roadmap and in part of that roadmap, kind of acknowledging this is what we can realistically handle internally versus what we need to turn over to get the maximum impact is important. Right. Exactly. Plus I think it's important to understand the kinds of work and to break a roadmap has to not only have time frames and, and Randy, and uh, what do you think? So I, I generally build a three month, a six month, a one year, uh, and a, and a three year. And if I'm really feeling, you know, froggy, a five year, but, uh, but most, most of the time I try and stay, you know, three years and under, because honestly you can't really forecast very well uh, past that. Um, but what do you, what do you usually do on timeframes? Do you, do you like that long term or do you try and keep everything short term? Well, I think with service now in particular, that a long, a, re, a really long-term view is ridiculous because they change the product in a major way every six months. So having a five-year plan is a guarantee that you're going to have to go off plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I think it's good that five years out, you have strategic objectives and that you roadmap out, you know, even up to 10 or 15 years for your company, this is where I want us to be strategically in this time plan. But those strategic goals need to be um, specific enough to be valuable, but generic enough that you can work within those. And then for the shorter term goals, then you would have, um, you know, specific things like what are we going to get done in service now this iteration? We say we have a year because we're doing an upgrade every other uh, every other release or something like that. Well, then then you can say I want to map out specifically this is what needs to get up and running in this six right. months or in this year, um, and then we want to bring you know change in or we want to bring CMDB in or we want to bring something like that in in year two or year three or project you know those kind of things. But going out like you said beyond three years with service now. Um, probably not super practical, but no. definitely having the strategic objectives for the organization in mind long-term uh, is a definite right. need to have that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you brought up something that, that is really, really super important that people need to understand is when you're, when you're talking about the roadmap, you're, you need to start with an understanding of where you, where, what your goals are as an organization. 
you know, too many people put wants on there that aren't really needs or they put, and, and hey, wants are okay. You put wants on there if it has a practical end, but they have to fit within the structure of the organization. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, you you talk about pillars in organizations and designing pillars for the organization and, and everything needs to fit in one of those pillars to to increase the productivity. And so starting with that end in mind, whatever your your pillars of success are for your organization, um, it, it does help drive what you're wanting to do. So if you're you're wanting to say um, one of the pillars that you would have is, you know, help operations flow across the organization or, you know, building out a good CMDB so you can, you know, better manage, you know, devices or whatever you're wanting to do needs to, to kind of come, um, come first. And then you can build the roadmap with those ends in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, a common folly in IT in the past has been building roadmaps around a technology rather than around an objective. And, um, you know, and really a common folly is just taking a technology and plugging it in and calling that a roadmap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, we've, we've both been places before where we've looked at it and found that you know, there might be 10 applications that do 90% the same thing and their companies paying license agreements and maintenance and things like that on all 10 of those applications. And the Delta between them is like 10% of the use case. And, and so a roadmap kind of helps prevent that, that this is the objective that I want to get. And this is what the important metrics are. And so if I find one product that hits this metric across these different verticals inside the business then we're going to go with that project product and you know these other things are wishes but they're not essentials and so then you go okay we don't actually need 10 products to do this we need one product that does 90 percent and a lot of times that product is service now yeah absolutely and that's the one greatest thing about service now is that it's so diverse in, in what it does and so practical in, in the way it does it, it is a really amazing tool for lots of different parts of the organization. Yeah, and, and it creates a uh, creates an ecosystem that is the same across multiple capabilities rather than trying to take, you know, a tool that is only X and a tool that is only Y and then merge those together to create a, a single dashboard, whereas ServiceNow it has that, you know, if it, if it offers it, then it's going to be plugged into the ecosystem. It's going to look the same. It's going to use the same design principles. It's going to use the same development principles. It's going to have the same similar capabilities. And so anybody that you have or that you hire that knows ServiceNow will know how to work with those pieces. Even if they don't necessarily know anything about HR, they'll know how. Right. Service now works. And if you can explain them as an S, as a subject matter expert, what you need, then they can figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. And, and it's all exponential, right? So you, you start with incident or change or, or, you know, one aspect of service now. And then as you add the other aspects, whether it's 
problem or whether you add HR or whether you add project or, you know, business management or, or whatever you start adding to it, it gives you an, an exponentially more value. And so what I've tried to tell organizations, if you want to buy it just to be instant response, right. Or to, to, you know, work incidents. And that's the only thing you want it for. You're wasting your money. It does that well. I mean, better than any other product. But if you want to get the value out of the product, you have to implement additional modules that really do jump the, the value exponentially. And so part of the roadmap is, you know, what do we, what do we want to take advantage of to grow exponentially in this, in this way? Um, but I will tell you, it, it is very beneficial to break things down from those large goals down to, you know, smaller chunks and smaller chunks. What do we need to do to reach that? But it also is important to break the type of work down. I mean, I think that a lot of times we, we fail to say we put everything in one bucket we don't say that this particular, you know, this is keep the lights on. This bucket here is KLO, the, you know, daily operations stuff that it's got to be on the roadmap too, because this is activity we have to do. Now we want it to be, you know, 10, 15, 20% at most of what our total is, but though that needs to be accounted for in, in, in the roadmap. Yeah, absolutely. And it keeps you honest. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when you account for those things, it helps to keep you honest and realistic with your expectations about things. Absolutely. And and so the, the three buckets that I've seen them be the, the most successful is the daily operations or the keep the lights on stuff, the operational, you know, and the strategic. Now, interestingly enough, like the operational versus strategic, I know that doesn't sound like it's a huge difference, but it really is. Um, the uh, When you're talking about operational, that's going to be things um, that are you know, emerging projects, uh, functional needs, small-scale enhancements, you know, things that are you know, short-term, not huge. Um, and then there are the strategic projects and initiatives. Now, these are things like implement CMDB, right? Or, or you know, um, integrate with, you know, an, another system or something to that effect that is larger, more strategic. And you have to decide what in, what in your organization, what percentages you want to do of each of those, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's really just, you know, kind of a basic thing. It's all about, it's all about the breakdown and all about kind of the, the cost benefit. And when you're an IT person designing that, you know, we talked about it already, but I think the most important thing is if you want buy-in, then tie it to the strategic objectives of the, of the company. Make sure that, right. that you're aligning kind of the way that you're talking about those things with what's going to make, you know, if the company's objective is we've got to save 30% in the next year, well, how does ITSM help you save 30%? How does asset management help you save 30%? How does change control help you save 30%? Well, I mean, you can justify that any of those things because, you know, you increase efficiency, you reduce waste, you, you know what I mean? You, you reduce downtime, right. those things all cost money. So if you know, you know, what those objectives are, 
then you uh, you can you you know how to build that map to kind of hit those. This is why we need this. This is why we need this. So sorry, I may have you, gone off on a rabbit trail there. No, no, that's all right. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute. Um, again, this is Jason Gibson, Randy. I'll see you in just a second. Okay, we're back. This is Jason Gibson, and uh, we're talking with Randy Haas. Uh, we are talking about uh, ServiceNow and uh, the wonderful thing about uh, about roadmaps and and getting uh, getting one done correctly is is always difficult. So we're trying to give some tips and tricks and some things that we can do to to move forward. So you uh, you built a couple here lately. Um, Let's just get, I guess, brass tacks and, and some real practical. What's, what would be the first step that you would take? You know, I know that when I would look at something like that years ago, it would be searching or trying to find somebody else that had done one and kind of right. patterning off of that. So, um, but you've built several here lately. What would you say, um, you know, how do you get started on it? And kind of what are some steps to, to and iterations maybe to get it going? Sure. So the first thing I recommend is is talking to each part of the organization. So you don't know right off the bat, uh, especially if you know the organization is either new to ServiceNow or has had ServiceNow a long time. Both are equally as confusing because if they've been on ServiceNow a long time, they've given up on the new stuff. <laughs> and if you uh, if, if that is if you haven't been implementing. Uh, and then if you are new to service now, it's just, it's, it is that it's new. People don't know. Uh, but talking to the different parts of the organizations to say, Hey, is this something that you got, you see value in talking to your security operations, people talking to your HR people, um, talking to the management and the leadership, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Those are the most important conversations because that leads to everything else, building out the roadmap. If you know, what they want to do in the future, and you know what their um, the the potential desire for the organization has for certain things, then you can better build that roadmap. Um, where I see people make mistakes is they don't communicate enough. They put a bunch of wants on there, and they don't tie it to a business need. I, I see that as a big big problem. Yeah. Um, and and that's why we're talking about it, right? I mean, that's because people they they see the cool flashing lights, but you know, if the business doesn't need it, the business doesn't need it, or if they're using something else that they're currently contracted, you know, to to use, um, they don't. They also don't have the money to change, right? So, yeah. timing is important as well. So if we're if SecOps is is out of contract with whatever they're using to, um, then it this might be the opportunity to talk to the security operations people and see if maybe SecOps and ServiceNow might be the way to go. So understanding the organizational needs is, is paramount. That's number one. Yeah. Where okay. where I see people make mistakes is is in the balance of the work. So people don't don't i guess uh you can't keep everything can't be an emergency it's on fire we're <laughs> going to put everything into the operational project right it is 
we need to say, okay, we need the daily operations. We need 20% daily operations or 15%. Generally, I recommend about 15%. Then you're talking about operational and strategic. You know, uh, I had once knew a really um, good leader that actually used to say there's important and then there's urgent. And the operational are more the urgent stuff. Mm-hmm. The important stuff is the more strategic stuff. And if you can spend more time on the strategic, on the important stuff, you don't have as much of the urgent stuff. So it's really important to, to go ahead and say, okay, we need to get a good balance. Um, I would say, you know, 40% and 40%, 40%, even it out, um, or even do, 30% operational and then more on the strategic side, but every organization is different. I have, uh, I've worked with an organization recently that didn't own anything, just went through a layoff, couldn't purchase any more of the product. So their operational is sitting about 60%, but their staff is real low too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's important to understand the organization and the structure behind it. So these are, these are, when I tell you it's a recommendation, they're not rules. They're not, you have to have 40% or you're not successful. Um, It has to fit within the organization. Uh, I I like to try and keep it that way because you really want to push forward with the strategic initiatives. Um, Because if you're not pushing forward uh, with those, you're not using more of the platform. You're not growing exponentially, right? That's what that's doing. The strategic is growing exponentially. Um, and, and getting more mature. So I think, I think that's really important. Yeah. Now, do, do you put any, um, do you put any room in for like innovation, um, or R and D or anything like that? So, uh, you know, interesting, I have a bucket. So every time I, I build a roadmap, I, at the very end, I do, um, I do one last bucket. So I do a one year a a, a three month six month one year three years um i often will not do the three years if the organization isn't set up to be able to forecast um their needs that far out right um but if you can do a three year it's good to do a three year but often i'm i'm just stuck with the one year because institutionally they don't have the knowledge to get out that far um, and typically it has to do with not owning parts of the platform or don't have the, the, um, the, the, the overall institutional drive to do more, um, yet, but as people find that as time goes on, the institutional, the, the drive is also exponential they see what it's capable of and it grows so when so that usually changes in future roadmaps and in future iterations iterations of the same roadmap you should be reviewing the roadmap uh, at least every you know six to 12 months to change it and the reason for that is because of the last part of it and, and it is opportunity opportunity projects I list things that maybe the, the organization seems like they could use, but do, does not either have uh, the commitment from the organization or the money to do that. And I, and I leave that in that bucket with some caveat. Um, the, they may, the, these strategic you know, uh, projects 
may, you know, just all of a sudden become important. And they may arise based on challenges within the organization, uh, funding changes. They can actually afford to do it now. And other things that are outside that are unknown when you're building the roadmap, right? And they're, these, operate, these are projects that can be inserted in at any time, and that will change the entire roadmap. So that's why we have to look at the roadmap every six months and go, okay, um, I just got you know a call from John from our security department, and they they want SecOps and they want it in you know sixty days, and I need to call an external company and get that done. But I need to move things around on my roadmap, right? Yeah. Um, so we have to be be flexible, you know. And I think that's the most important part of all of this in the roadmap is getting a good guide. This is where I'm headed, breaking it down. Um, and keep this in mind from this roadmap is what I build my two week sprints from. I know what I need to do in the next three months in that next three months. I'm break that down on the sprint level. Yeah. Then I know what my team needs to accomplish every couple of weeks in order to reach the goal for the three months in order to reach my six months in order to reach my next, you know, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite at a time, and swallow so, the whole thing at once. Wait, yeah, swallow the. Yeah, that's uh, no, that, that's probably not it. No, <laughs> no, no. that's what a lot of companies try to do. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, across the board, I have this. You know, marketing has needs, and supply chain has needs, and accounting has needs, and IT has needs, and the CEO has needs, and then this person has a pet project, and this person has a pet project, and instead of there being an alignment across all of those categories to say, this is what's most important to drive the company forward. There's a lot of little fiefdoms that, that crop up. And so it gets stuck in the middle of every single one of those, you know, where mine's the most important, mine's the most important, mine's the most important, mine's the most important. And uh, sadly, when you're in it, um, you know, you have to become a kind of a, a master at, conversing with all of those different business units and, and juggling those different priorities. Right. Right. And how many times have we been on one, been on a project and all of a sudden another project comes up and it came from somebody high enough to actually stop work on that project, switch over to the next project because so-and-so was high enough up the chain food chain to, to make that decision. And, yeah. and, and the reality is, if the guy who made the original decision, who set the direction, makes a change, you make a change, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and adjust the roadmap accordingly. But in the process, you've got to be communicating back. Okay, yes, we this project now, this strategic project has shifted up, or even this operational project came out, and it's going to delay the st- strategic project. And, and to be able to communicate that to the people that are the owners of each of those projects and say, listen, I know that this was on the roadmap for three months. This is on the roadmap now for six months because we had this, this, and this, and they had to get done. So we're pushing that out uh, and letting them know before you get to the end of the project, right? So uh, before the as you would as before they get upset and go, where's my, where's my end result, right? Where's my application that you promised me a week ago? Oh yeah. I forgot to tell you that doesn't work. you got to communicate with everybody and keep them up to date on the roadmap. I don't know. 
Yeah. All I all I I know is from from you know being in the 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 position of having to create them and maintain them. Yeah. Uh, So, what do you think? I think it's. I mean, like I said, the the problem with being in IT is that you it's a balancing act constantly between the the different people. And it really involves a lot more communication probably than it people are comfortable doing <laughs> because, right. you know, um, a lot of times it's me, even in, in it, it's, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to fix things. Um, <laughs> you know, and, but you have to kind of grow those communication skills to be an effective roadmap developer. Because like you said, the very, the very first thing you do is um, talk to people and find out what do you need? What do you want? Where's your goals? What's your company? What's your group doing to meet the strategic objectives of the company? And what does IT need to bring in the form of service now in order to help you hit that? Um, And then you've got to take all those things and put put them together and tell that story about this is how we get from A to B to get to these strategic objectives while hitting all these destinations along the way. Well, and something I haven't hit on that we you want to you want to do in these roadmaps is define effort allocation, and, and what I mean by that is daily operations. Who's going to be responsible for doing daily operation? Is it is it uh, this particular team? Is it a particular person? Hopefully, it's not a person. Hopefully, it's a team. Um, operational projects, same thing. You know, um, I'll give you an example from one of the organizations I work with. You know, the service management team acted as the project management team as well so and and i'm not saying it's right or wrong but if you know the organization okay so they're going to start the project so what happens next Mm -hmm. right so the process person that is going to own that is this person and then it's going to be passed on to um, the platform team for ServiceNow that then will break down the requirements into to usable chunks, and then that will be given to the dev team. The dev team will then do you know create it, um, and and who's responsible for testing, and then I mean so there's and and it should be broken down. I think in in operational or strategic or daily operations. What is what do each bucket of work look like as far as the the effort that people are going to be responsible yeah. for? Yeah, that's a really good point because I've seen a lot of roadmaps that only take into account IT's time. And uh so taking the time to figure out who's responsible, who's the owner for, um, for each of these things. Also, you need to take the time to figure out how much time are you going to need from the owner of this particular service line or from a subject matter, you know, uh, from this particular service line, because that's a constraint that you've got to take into account as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How many times have we gotten in the middle of a project and the owner is not available to, to do what they need to do? And so all of a sudden that, that delay, that, you know, two week delay is, is a problem because now we're off track, you know? And, and so understanding that would be um, paramount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that's all very important to, um, to come together. I think we could probably dive deep into each and every one of these topics. We can 
kind of hit the yeah. The, I mean, if we want, we could probably build a racy chart just in, in during the middle of this conversation. But I think we would bore yeah. everybody to death. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but we could get. Um, I think we probably definitely warrants coming back and doing some more detail on some of these things. Um, but I, I think that one of the things that we've kind of danced around, we've said, but we haven't said is the roadmap is not a, um, not a, um, straight line that you have to follow. Um, you've got to have some flexibility in everything because everything changes, you know, uh, you know, you're going on a road trip with the family and you've got your, uh, your GPS and it's pointing you to the direction, but sometimes you have to go, okay, where's the nearest gas station? And, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, take or, the, or that road's closed. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. We get there. Right? It's under construction yeah. or some semi rolled over and, you know, um, there's no way to go forward, you know, or something like that. So you've got to have, well, what are all there's, a, there's and, a beautiful scenic opportunity, right? Right. Yeah. So we're, uh, to try and be on the positive side of things. Was there now there's always a beautiful scenic thing, right? No, okay. Not a roadblock. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We'll go with that. I, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. I'd say that also maybe one of the important things on the roadmap is, you know, um, be on good terms with your sales rep and your uh, technical resource that, that the sales rep has access to. Um, because they'll help you build it out. You know, when you know, when you've gone and you've done the, the groundwork of, of knowing uh, this is what the organization's looking for, these are what the needs and stuff like that, and you go back to them, then they can help you with the things that you don't know as far as, you know, it changes every so often and you have a full-time job doing something else. They have a full-time job keeping up to date with ServiceNow. Yeah, exactly. and knowing what the capabilities are and what the new capabilities are, and they do training about those things, and they get, you know, in with the engineers as they're building these features, and they see them months before they're released to the public as far as what's going to come out and what's going to be uh, in, and so they can help you go narrow down and say uh, that's not a part of our core product yet, but it will be X Y Z. So maybe put that out to two years or. Yeah, absolutely. We've got that. And in fact, in this next release, it's da-da-da-da-da. So this needs to be in your six months range. You right. know what I mean? And Especially if you're going to build out some custom, because what I've seen yeah. over and over and over is the, the customer, somebody will build it from scratch in its own application. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, ServiceNow launches something that made it look obsolete. And now they've going to have to figure out how to, you know, it, it, take everything back to 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 out of the, closer to out of the box and eliminate that application in their system yeah. and go with what they whatever the out of the box is or they're stuck with what they have until you know until a future date so before you right. build something for sure talk to your talk to your reps man they are they are extremely helpful listen i will tell you those guys have helped me more than, than I could have ever imagined. Um, for every organization I've worked with, they've been professional. They have been helpful and in, in every way, if I need a, if I need, if I'm talking to SecOps or I'm talking to HR and I need a demo and I can get with them, they can get me the resources. They're, they're always helpful. So use that. Uh, because they they will they will make help you become successful. 
Yeah, I can say that I've always been very pleasantly surprised at the depths that they're willing to go to to help you vet a solution. Yeah. Um, and and make sure and they're they're even have been willing to warily revet the same solution over and over and over because there weren't very good questions asked the first time. So um don't take advantage of that. You know, don't don't use that as an excuse to be sloppy. Do your homework first, because if you go to them with very specific questions, then they can really help you design something that's very practical, very reachable, very um, actionable. Whereas if you go to them with, I want to make money, well, they've got a million ideas for how you can make money uh, (laughs) and they'll start, you know, they'll start going off with, you know, well, you need to buy every module that we offer, obviously. Right. Obviously, obviously, because that's their job. Um, And you've given them (laughs) that permission by saying, this is a very broad stroke of what I want to do. And so, uh, but if you go to them with, you know, very specific, you know, Hey, in the next six months, I've got to get this functionality off the ground. Um, But, what do we have to do to get to that? What do we have to do to get there? What are the dependencies? What, you know, what are the modules that need to go forward? And they can help you build that out. And then, um, then when you reach out to either hire new people or bring in a partner or something like that, when you sit down with that partner, you have a very productive plan in front of you and you don't waste a lot of time having them build it for you as well. Right, exactly. And, and that goes back to starting with the objectives, right? Absolutely. You know, if you, if you start with the objectives and you break it down and then now you have a, a pretty decent roadmap and, and going to them and saying, okay, now where, where can I improve this? You know, how can you help me with this one or this one? You know, those are always good. Um, you know, and you're going to find that if you do it right in ServiceNow, uh, and you do a good job with uh, communicating out to other people, you're going to have parts of your organizations coming to you, um, begging you to do work, begging you to add stuff to the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean just out-of-the-box applications. I mean, hey, I have this problem, business you know, need, yeah. Uh, whether it's a custom application, I mean, we've done custom applications for the medical industry and, and different things yeah. to that effect. The services now is never going to really do. So it's not like you're building something that they're going to build, but we've been able to to do those kind of cu- custom applications for people because they've come to us and said, Hey, I hear you guys can build cool stuff. Yeah, I hear you guys can do stuff to help the organization and to do it quicker, better, and 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 le- honestly, of less cost. Yeah, um, and, and they've come and and we've gladly done those things, and it's really helped large parts of the organizations that are not in IT or you know in in HR. You know, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, Matter of fact, in Oklahoma, a cancer center, we helped build up a couple applications for the cancer center. Um, and I'm really proud of those things because at that point, I felt like we were helping, you know, the, assist the doctors at saving lives. So, yeah, it, it is there is unlimited potential here. And you're going to find that you do it right. You push forward. People are going to come to you with ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Open to those. You're- if you do your due diligence and you do your homework and you develop a reputation as someone that's, that's, uh, you know, able to bring value, then you're going to become a very popular person. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, and, and hopefully that means that your management, your leadership will understand that. And you're part of the organization, your team 
will grow. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what everybody wants, right? We want to grow in our careers. We want to grow as an organization. We want to, our area wants, we want it, we want it to grow. And that's a good way to get it to grow is to become the, the go-to for, you know, um, for, for development stuff as well. So, yeah. Well, and let's be frank with the way the market is right now and the demand service now is one of the fastest growing, um, you know, businesses out there in the tech space at the moment. Um, and, you know, there's lots and lots of people that are wanting solutions and not, not as many people that are providing them. So if you do the due diligence and you get really good at this and your management doesn't appreciate you, somebody's management will. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I think we're, uh, we are, uh, once again, I said this was going to be a short, but, uh, but once again, it's, it's not been really short. So well, we didn't but, compare it to anything. So we didn't say, you know, true. short compared to the Lord of the Rings extended edition. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which we are. Uh, or the last time I read, you know, the sort of Shinara book. Right. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. This isn't <laughs> going to be as long as War and Peace, but maybe half. Of it. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, this is true. It's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, listen, Randy, your your advice and uh, is always appreciated, and I, and I really love having these conversations with you. And I, and I really appreciate everybody who has tuned in to listen. Um, we will continue to do more, and we will continue to push forward and and try and help you guys with every area that we think that we can help you in. If yeah. there is an area that you need anything that you think I need to know more about, blank. Our information is on the podcast. Go to our emails, go to our LinkedIn, go to whatever you can. Get us the information. I want to know this. I would love to um, to, to actually do some more of that um, where you guys have given us feedback. Also, if you want to be a part of the podcast and you have an expertise, I would love you to be a part of the podcast. Right. So reach out as, uh, with us as that as well. Absolutely. Um, if you've got cool and exciting things that you've done. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So I always appreciate you giving me credit, but we all know that you're the real genius behind uh, getting things done. Uh, (laughs) So, um, but one of the cool things about the anchor platform, whatever you listen to the podcast on, um, but it's hosted off of anchor. But if you, uh, if you're listening to it from anchor, you can actually record an audio clip, I believe. And, and send a response back that way. So it makes it kind of super easy to send us feedback. If you don't want to take the time to, to write an email or, or hit us up on LinkedIn or something like that. Uh, you can always find us also on Facebook um, or uh, uh, a number of other, a number of other ways, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Love to have you on. Love to talk about the topics that you want to hear about. All right. Well, thanks guys again. Um, until next time, you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks. All right. Bye.